Hey, Nico. Yeah. Pop quiz, hotshot. <laughs> yeah. Do, relici- do relationships based on intense experiences ever work? <laughs> I like this one. Uh, no, they never do. <laughs> Next, we find out if a bus could really clear a 50-foot gap. <laughs> I love it. Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspect. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm going to make them an awful game with you. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. Mark, normally I would ask you right now to read the IMDb synopsis, but this week you don't have to. All you need to say is we watch Die Hard on a Bus. Boys, is that the greatest elevator pitch in the history of cinema or what? (laughs) I love it, Jeff. I love it. And for those that still don't know, we're watching Speed this week. Back from 1994, Officer Jack Chavern angers retired Atlanta Police Department Bomb Squad member Howard Payne. Let's jump right in. Bomb on a bus. We all remember. 1994. Where'd you see it, Nico? I saw it in the theater with my dad. It was great, man. The thing was action-packed. I, if I, The Rock came out the same year, right? I don't believe The Rock did, but I know True Lies did and Blown Away did. And Bad Boys was near, either the year before or the year after. I, I, I think I this is the best of all of them. This was the height of like the bomb craze in Hollywood. It's <laughs> like, a big Hollywood out, bomb moment. You're right. Speed, uh, Arlington Road. There's like, for some reason, the 1990s Hollywood was Hollywood was convinced that like there was mad bombers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I got no complaint with that. I like that era of movies. I was realizing that while rewatching this today, I probably haven't seen this for 20 years. Yeah, I don't know if I had either. Yeah, and it felt so relieving to rewatch it. I was like, man, this is still good. And I love when that happens. So, for yeah, sure. I saw it in the theater, and like I remember, I think we probably saw it two or three times that summer. It was that good. So, it was the beginning of Sandra Bullock from Love Potion Number 9. Love Potion Number 9. Tate Donovan, yeah. Tate Donovan, shout out. Man, I think they dated too. Anywho, uh, what about me? So I saw this movie, let's see, it came out in 94. I was about to be 12. It came out in June. It started the movie slate, uh, the summer slate. And it was amazing. It was amazing to the point where I talked my dad into a second theatrical viewing. This was like uncharted water for me. I think we brought mom along for the second watch the next weekend. And then I remember seeing it a third time a few weeks later while we were vacationing with friends in San Diego and we had the opportunity to go to like, you know, like the discount theater and speed was now like at the discount rate because it it would have been in the theaters that long. So I'm pretty sure I saw it three times that summer. So I love the rewatch. It was great. It reminded me so much of being a kid and uh, it was really fun. What about you, Jeff? I'm sure you saw it in the theater too, I think. I saw this movie in the theater with my parents. Uh, Pretty bad moment in time for me this week. That's literally all I remember. I remember I liked it. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the specific moment seeing it. I do remember that I loved it. Um, I was a typical whatever, a, like 10-year-old boy at that time or whatever. Because yeah. No, you were 12. You were 12. 12. Okay, even better. T- typical 12-year-old boy because the one thing I do remember is loving his head getting chopped off. That's like, that's like the ultimate... For whatever reason, when you're a 12-year-old boy, you want to see the bad guy's head just ripped off his head. Jeff's Jeff's the first to turn 40. There's no way he was 12. And also, he's just playing nice this week because I chastised his moment in time last week. Jeff is the first to turn. No, Jeff, you were 13, actually. Yeah. You were doing the math. That's right. You are that much older than me. You were 13 because I turned 12 a month after this came out. Way so, to yeah. play it! Way to play it safe on the moment in time, Jeff and Mark. And actually, honestly, that... I, I'll be no. Honestly, I, I don't remember seeing this movie. I remember <laughs> I saw it with my parents, but I don't remember anything specific about it. Couldn't tell you the theater. Wow, uh, this movie was a huge blockbuster. That's yeah. crazy. I still remember seeing it. In Speaking yeah. of that, this Me movie too. actually kind of changed Hollywood, uh, the trajectory of Hollywood. So prior to Speed coming out, 
the big action summer action movie moment was July 4th weekend. It was well known that if you had an action movie blockbuster, you were going to release it July 4th weekend. Speed was slated to come out July 4th weekend. Then in May, the OJ chase on the freeway happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the OJ chase. The and the chase. marketing team for the studio said, oh, my God, we have a movie about a bus speeding down an L.A. freeway. We have to release this next week. And they rushed the release of it to coincide with the OJ. So... Big, great time for LA freeways that summer. Uh, yeah, the OJ chase and the uh, and Speed in the same uh, same two weeks there. But yeah. ever since Speed, Speed just totally knocks it out of the park. Has a great opening weekend, and ever since then, they started releasing action movies Memorial Day as well as Fourth of July. So it moved the entire summer blockbuster season up two months. Yeah, and I heard they didn't want to compete with True Lies because it's the same studio, so they didn't know how to do all that. True Lies, True Lies definitely crushed it that year. It was a huge movie. And it True was Lies bigger. is a good movie. Oh, it's great. It was is is a bigger movie than Speed, but Speed they had no clue that it was going to be this successful. And Speed goes on to make I think three hundred fifty million worldwide, and it only cost thirty million to make, where True Lies cost way more to make. They had no clue that they had a home run with speed. Obviously they knew they had that with true lies. It was James Cameron coming off right. aliens with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, <laughs> well, there was a lot of nervousness. They're coming it off a being, T2, not aliens. Hello. Sorry. A lot of nervousness about it being too close to die hard. So much so that the, uh, it was originally offered to the director of die hard, John McTiernan, who turned it down because he thought it was too close to die hard. Speaking of turned down another one, the character of Annie was written for Ellen DeGeneres. Now remember, this is pre her coming out of the closet because she didn't come out, hadn't come out of the closet yet. So, a uh, different vibe in Ellen DeGeneres, sure. But uh, she turned yeah. it down. She was, and it was it supposed was, to be a whole comedy with her correct. being total comedy, and Jeff Bridges was going to be the star. So that's where like you could see Tom Hanks and her, and it's a totally different movie. It's not an action movie. It's kind right. of a and not not nearly as good. Halle Berry also turned down the role. Halle Berry I definitely think. turned it down. Yeah. So that being and said, what worked? Jeff, what worked? Well, getting right into work, what worked is I had a note here that Keanu and Sandra just work. Thank goodness that they're the ones that ended up signing up. They have great chemistry, and it's a great film for both of them. Uh, that and the other two things I've written down is just the premise. It's one, like I said, one of the greatest elevator pitches of all time. Like, die hard on a bus. I'm in right there, and literally you don't. But it wasn't. It wasn't. They didn't sell it that easily because remember, originally they were afraid of that. They they were afraid to make it. They said it was too much. Originally, and then after it it hit too much on the and then after it then after it hits it out of the park. Anytime somebody says Die Hard before something, it gets greenlit, (laughs) including Die Hard in a boat, which was Speed Two, which should have they should have they should have put the fear back on. Right. Um, The other thing I had that worked was the. I thought it was a very realistic crew of passengers for a 1990s LA City bus. Uh, like, uh, I think you're so right on that. Okay, so when he gets on the, I, I love the scene where the bus driver gets shot because I think it's totally realistic that there's some somebody like some criminal on the bus who's packing heat and has like a warrant, and all of a sudden some cop gets on and he thinks, oh God, he's here for me. <laughs> I totally buy that scene. Uh, what else worked, Nico? I think the cop partnership between Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves, and I was just looking this up as we're speaking. What a year Jeff Daniels had, right? He had Dumb and Dumber and Speed, two renowned movies still to this day in the same year. I'm glad you bring that up. I was thinking about this. Jeff Daniels, is he the most, does he maybe have one of the widest ranges in all of Hollywood? Uh, I maybe, buy him maybe as then. this. I buy him as this bomb detective in this film. He totally works as the doofus in Dumb and Dumber. He also works as the serious newsman in uh, Newsweek. What was that show on HBO? Oh, yeah. It's called Newsweek. Newsroom, yeah. Uh, uh, I also, like, I mean, I also, uh, Big Lebowski? Yeah. Wait, who's that Big Lebowski? No, no Big Lebowski. No, not Big Lebowski. Sorry. (laughs) You had an ego moment from last week. (laughs) I did. Brain fart there. Brain fart there. You're stressing it. We get it. Jeff Daniels is great, everybody. But because because of that, I I really think my favorite part of this movie is the first 30 minutes. The whole elevator scene and just starting out that hot. The opening opening 20 minutes, it's a home run. I have it right here in my notes. Absolute home run. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, the premise of all of it, even their dialogue between each other as partners, I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was still a good movie once they got on the bus, but 
for me, the heart of this movie was actually the first 25 minutes. Mark, really? Mark did you do what worked yet? Uh, no, but I we we agree on everything. The only thing, the only additional things I have in my notes, I love the music from this, and I totally remembered it as soon as we jumped right in. As soon as it the score right or the in. music? Yeah, no, the score. Yeah, the musical score. Okay. Uh, Mark Mancini is the guy that did it, and it kind of he had a bunch of stuff under his belt before this, but after that, I just took a quick career, quick career look, and after this, he just did a string of action movies. So tell me, because I recognize some of the music, so tell me what they are. I recognize uh, the rock the music. One that comes here. off the top of my head just instantly is Money Train, but I know he did. I don't have his name up, so I'm not even, I didn't have him written down, but nothing, it was literally just a string of action movies. Nothing and, stops the Money Train. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, but I just I love Keanu Reeves in this movie, and I had here in my notes that Fox didn't trust Keanu Reeves to yeah. carry the movie, and I think he totally did. So they were wrong. <laughs> they were. They were so wrong. They they were definitely wrong in that. And I think Dennis Hopper was a great villain. And Dennis Hopper plays an amazing villain. It, he he's he makes he's the a- movie work for because a lot of the movie's cheesy, but it's not cheesy because Dennis Hopper makes it work. With Keanu I was going to ask you, is he because he's dialing it? He's dialing it up to like eleven or twelve in this movie. Is he a little too over the top, or is he just per- is he just right? I think he's trying to play regular guy that's gone mad, so I think it works. Does he a better villain here or in Blue Blue Velvet? Um, well, f- for me here, just because Blue Velvet was before my time, so right. I don't appreciate it as I much as don't I don't really like Blue Velvet either. So it's hard oh, for me to. I do like me some David Lynch, but that's not. I know he's so weird in that one. He was he was kind of uniquely weird versus this one. He was scriptedly a madman, and it was less fun to watch. I love Dennis Hopper in Hoosiers. I love him in this. I love him in True Romance. Hoosiers is my favorite role of his. But getting into it, favorite favorite scene, Mark. Okay, so my favorite scene on the rewatch was when. He gets the coffee and he has the conversation with the bus driver and then all of a sudden the bus blows up. And you're just like, whoa, I forgot this happened in this movie. Totally forgot. And then the payphone rings and the conversation ensues. And I absolutely love that scene. I I think it's, I think it makes everything work with his motivation to get to the bus. He's like, holy shit, you're still alive. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. You know, just everything. And and I, I... I completely forgot about the, that entire scene. Maybe that's why it stood out for so much reason why I loved it. Outside of that, I love the opening, like Nick talked about, and what worked. That elevator sequence is just so money. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it really is. And well, you see that that wasn't in the original screenplay. The original no, screenplay know. just focused on the bus. Yeah, the original screenplay was too much bus. So they, they added the, the train stuff and at they the end, the subway stuff at the end. Yeah, and the elevator in the beginning, yeah, which I sure. think were good choices because it was, what was three your favorite, great what, set favorite pieces. scene. Uh, mine or Nick's? Mine? Yours. Uh, Keanu in the Jaguar. I love yeah. everything about that scene. From it is a great high, scene. Hijacks it to him, like, taking the door off. So, <laughs> like, him jump, take here, take the wheel to him jumping on. And what I like about that, I'm a big fan of realistic action. And, yes, I mean, yeah, probably, guy probably dies trying doing that, right? But it's believable. You can see it happening. A little it's more believable, believable within the movie. I get exactly, what you're but a little more believable than like a fifty-foot bus jump and all that. Although I love, and we're gonna get into that. Uh, Nico, what's your favorite scene? Outside of the elevator scene, I'm gonna go romantic on you guys. I really like the end scene in the train. I think the chemistry, like you said, between him and Sandra Bullock work, and I, I love the the acting in their faces and how he stuck with her to the end through all that. Yeah, and that's very unpredictable for me to say this, but. It got me on the rewatch, so I'm sticking with it. It was really believable. I don't know how, because it was like the hundredth hiccup they'd run into trying to save their lives, and here we are again, and I'm totally bought in. It'd been years, and it, I'm glad you brought that up, Nick, because it had been years since I've seen this movie. Probably mm. maybe 20 years, right? Yeah. And I was fully expecting to be, to a lot of these action movies, you kind of roll your eyes at the romance. Like, right. wow, just because he like saved her, now they're together. Uh, and... Their chemistry just works, and they spend enough time together on the bus that I found everything about their romance believable, which rarely happens in Hollywood. I mean, in let's these, jump, in these let's action Let's jump movies. in. Let's jump into some folklore right here. I have it in another area. But real quick, right real before you do, I want to say this. They had this look in their face like, if we just get through this, we can be together, and I bought that. You know what I mean? That was the acting, what their faces said. Yeah. So go so, ahead. Roll with it, Mark. So they both had crushes on each other, and neither of them knew it in this movie. And it wasn't revealed officially until 
It, until they were both on The Ellen Show on separate episodes. Sandra Bullock was in 2018 and Keanu Reeves was 2019. And that's when Ellen revealed to Keanu Reeves that she was supposed to be in Speed <laughs> originally. And she shot like a parody for that scene. Uh, or for, for a parody of Speed with her as the bus driver. And it was... Uh, that's, why that's, that's why the romance works. It totally makes sense after hearing and seeing that. She totally was crushing on him, and he totally was crushing on her. But because I think she was new and he was professional, because that's what he is. He's totally professional. They never made mention of it, and it never happened. And it, but on screen, it totally works for sure. And going back to your favorite moment of the on the end on the subway, I think it also works because we get closure from when they have like the rollout from the bus and they mm-hmm. go through the cones. Yeah. It's almost like the, oh, we're rescued from the movie, but then we get this additional act. And the additional act always works in this movie because it's Dennis Hopper as the villain, in my right. opinion. Well, and also you're bought in that he really wants to save her. Yeah. Because they have and, a relationship well, at that well, point. Well, no, 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 but think- no, I'm talking when he's on the, when they first skid out, and they just yeah. save themselves on the bus. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I think you can end the movie there, but I don't think they did necessarily because they've got Dennis Hopper as the villain and Dennis Hopper they knew Dennis Hopper was money so you're just going to carry this storyline out they could have killed him easier but I mean, there's so much we could do on Keanu too I have so oh many yeah I just want to save Keanu Reeves for another another podcast because we, I, we could talk a whole we could, we could talk for an hour about Keanu Reeves we could go mm-hmm. on and on about Keanu Reeves and I don't know what movie I want to talk an hour about Keanu Reeves I don't know if it's this <laughs> one I might regret it that it wasn't this one yeah he's so good man now let's just put it I mean, I have so many stories about Keanu, too. I think I've said it on this pod, but... I can tell you last week, as a side note, on your folklore, I was hanging out with Dear Monica, if you're listening, and she's like... She just casually mentions during conversation, she's like, yeah, we were at this John Wick party, and then this and this and this happened. I said, wait, stop. Did you just say you were at a John Wick party? I was like, is this a cultural thing happening in America right now? What kind of John Wick party? Everybody dresses up like a John Wick character, because there's so many hitmen. Yeah, true. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. They're she said it so casually. Where we all dress like yeah. <laughs> she says so matter of factly like this is a common thing that happened, and uh, I'm and thinking then what else happened? I don't know some, some other unimportant drama between two people, but I just thought it was hilarious that she said we were at a John Wick party. I always I mean, used to I always used to say <laughs> that he had the best agent in Hollywood because he just knew how because I've never thought he really knows how to act. Uh, he's actually a classical classic for the number of mistakes he makes in movies. He makes. He makes a couple big ones in this one where he just completely breaks character. Wow. But the like, but the thing about the thing that I realized watching this movie and then like I love John Wick as well is not only does he pick good movies, he picks the right roles or he's gotten a lot better at it. One of the things he's been universally panned for was his role in Dracula. There's probably a little bit too much acting involved in that movie for him. But like in movies like, but he has such charisma and he's so magnetic and my, my, my wife's going to be mad at me. My wife's mad at me every time I say something bad about Keanu Reeves because she thinks he's like the greatest thing ever. I think um, I'm already mad at you. And, I'm with your wife. I think he's the greatest thing ever too. Uh, but like he has, he's so magnetic and has such charisma in the right roles. Like any of the acting stuff doesn't matter because he just, he just, the screen loves him and the camera loves him. And I've come around to that. And I, I pretty much love all of his movies and it's got he's got to be a part of that a part of the reason so i'm back on i'm back on the keanu trait like you don't apparently have to have, you don't have to be good at shakespeare to uh be a, to be a good movie star you can't love the matrix or point break or john wick or this without liking keanu reeves so well he's, he's the ultimate great guy to work with too he's a professional and he acts like it well and that's why yeah. that's why my wife loves him so much is it's famous that wasn't one of the reasons he gets so many good roles is everybody on set likes him. He's super professional and he's like low drama. Uh, and he says good things about everybody. So way to go, Keanu. I'm, ba- I'm, on, I'm on the train. He's so, also, did you hear what he did for his stunt guy? Have you heard this, Mark? Uh, he, he's provided. I be surprised. But yeah. he does 90% of his own stunts in this movie, which is awesome. But what does he do? Go for it, Nico. Well, he basically um, he, he's one, he got his stuntman a directing job in Hollywood, basically, and they've been working together. It's the same guy, right? Because you have to have a stuntman that kind of looks like you. Yeah. And the story goes, is he got him so many opportunities in Hollywood, including big directing gigs, which is such a big deal, right? Be like my star power. I mean, 
Not to mention all the philanthropy work that he does that he never talks about. I mean, this is the ultimate good guy in Hollywood that never let the fame get to his head. Oh, he's the boss, man. I love yeah, him. I, awesome. I really do. Speaking of great. stunt guys, this is a good segue. We're going to talk a little bit about that bus, the famous bus jump scene. I teased it a little bit in the uh, the opening. Uh, this was the, the bus jump was not in the original script. While they were filming this um, on either the 110 or the 105, I believe, they actually noticed that the highway was not finished. And they said, wouldn't it be great if we had the bus jump the gap? So one of the things I love about movies prior to CGI or too much CGI is they actually filmed these things. Yeah. Uh, so the stuntman, the stuntman that plays the driver, so Annie's part, is a black man. Uh, mm. And, and um, they were super concerned for his safety because they literally were doing, uh, they didn't do a jump over a 50-foot ridge, but they did do a jump off of, there was no gap, but they did do, they did propel it and did have the bus jump. And they put a harness on him to, so when he bounced back, he didn't like break his neck. But they, one of the things they did is they took a note from Jackie Chan films who would often do a lot of his own stunts. And in case he got injured, which he often did, they would film it with, they would just get lots of coverage and do lots of cameras and they would just do with whatever works that they only had to do it once. Mm -hmm. Well, they did that with this scene and the one that had the best angle, they had a camera facing it when it was making the jump. The problem is they overshot the jump and the bus lands right on the camera. <laughs> so they lost all of that footage. Uh, Mythbusters did a deep dive on whether a bus could actually make that jump. And they actually, to scale, replicate everything about the bus. Uh, and in their version, in, in, when they, in their experiment... The bus goes off the uh, goes off the ledge and literally just falls straight down and completely collapses. Now there's it's funny because online there's all kinds of debate about them doing that wrong and that it maybe it actually could make it, or most people say that it couldn't make 50 feet but it could make 45 feet, which I thought was kind of which I thought was kind of cool. But uh, anyway, Mark, you were gonna say something. No, yeah, they, they, they set up a they set up a bridge and then they had like a ramp and then they had to erase it digitally. <laughs> they it land, and they ended up having to do it twice because the first time they did it it landed too smoothly on top of crushing that camera. <laughs> it's so but yeah, no, it, it was it's it's all it's it's probably the most unnecessary moment in the movie. A hundred percent agree. hundred percent I really hate so I really hate that scene. And how so does the I bus kinda do too? How does the I bus go up in the air after it's jumping? It would go straight down. It would not. It makes, jump well, that's what up in that's what MythBusters. Sure. That's literally yeah, what happened no, in MythBusters. Sure. Yeah. If right. there is a if there there's a lot of math there's a lot of mathematicians online that said actually if there is a ridge going up, that it could that it could do it. Yeah. I and, disagree, but I'm not an engineer well, or a physicist we, either. We won't. I mean, Jan Dubon added that bus scene jump. It wasn't even in the script, which makes it even worse. Um, real quick correction here on the notes, though. So the director of all three John Wicks is actually Keanu Reeves' stuntman, which he provided the opportunity from because he made promises to him as they worked together all these years. What a good I think guy. that's super cool. It I, really is. I think that is cool. Uh, yeah. Nick, quotes. Ooh. Who do go I go ahead. with here? Pop quiz, hot shot. I mean, Who at some point go we got to read the ultimate quote, which, <laughs> which also, just like Die Hard on a Bus, is all you need for a description of this I'm movie. Gonna... This quote is all you need for a trailer of this movie. Everybody's got good ones, even Alan Ruck. But I'll go with uh, Gigantor. <laughs> You're not too bright, man, but you got some big, round, hairy cojones. But I also like, I got gum on my seat. Gum. I never, never know why I love that, but I just always loved it. <laughs> Mark, what do you got? They're giving you a medal for shooting me, you little prick. Yep. Speaking of Harry. Harry Temple. I love Harry when he's leaving the bar and says, well, I'm going to go home and have some sex. Yeah. I <laughs> never heard it put that way. What about Guts will get you only so far and then they'll get you killed? Um, I, Annie has a bunch of lines I love. Uh, I love when uh, in the movie, all of a sudden she sees the guy's got his foot over the line. She says, hey, get your ass behind the yeah, line. <laughs> that is good. And, and I love when she... Finds out the fuel is starting to leak, and she says, "You thought you needed another challenge or something." 
to do Yeah, drag. I like that too. <laughs> and then uh, I also have the where is pain, she says to Jack at the end, and he gives us our classic, he lost his head. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it's such a cheesy moment, but it works so good because of the type of movie it is. Jeff, give it to us. I have to warn you, I have heard relationships based on intense experiences never work. Uh, and that that's like you said, I, don't, I, I just thought that was so well put. But you want me to read the line or do you want to do yeah, it? Yeah, no, go. I know you got it. The, pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Line, that line is credited to Josh, Josh Whedon, who acted as a script doctor on this film. And one of the biggest changes he made was to the Jack character, who was originally written very similar to John McClane in Die Hard. And he said he thought it was too similar and that that guy's kind of a loner and this guy had to have everybody on the bus on his side. So he needed to have more empathy than John McClane would have. So... They rewrote the part, and I think that's part of why it works, because it keeps it from being too similar to Die Hard. Yeah, Graham Yost is the credited screenwriter for this movie. And this was kind of like his first uh, moment, you know, his big his big home run. But it really paved the way for him. He's had a huge career. He, you know, he went pretty on. decent he was, career. He was the career. He, he was the creator of a bunch of great stuff on TV. Justified, the Pacific, executive producer the, of The Americans, which is one of the most underrated shows on television. Nah, uh, debatable on that, Jeff. But keep you, going. Did you ever watch it? <laughs> yeah, I watched the first season. Second season was like, eh. Last season's the last season's the best season of that show. So if you haven't watched it all the way, all the way through, you can't debate it. Sneaky Pete, John Adams from the Earth to the Moon. Lots of good stuff. Sneaky Pete's good too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what didn't work? Boo! 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 I have a big one. I have a big complaint. Besides the bus jump. (laughs) I hate 1990s credits. Really? Oh, oh where they just you scroll didn't want to see and scroll name. and the only thing worse. I think I worse, saw both of your guys' names on there. I I'm sure you probably <laughs> did. The only thing worse is post 2000 prestige television credits. Who the fuck came up with that idea? Literally so annoying that Netflix invented a way to skip over them. That's my little rant. That's all that you didn't like about this movie. No, that was my big thing that I didn't like was the 1990s credits. They, they just don't work. My other thing was I don't think Harry needed to die. Yeah, let's uh, jump right into that. I hate that. So I hate the scene where they go to Hopper's house and Harry Harry and the team blow up. At this point, you're being way more careful than opening a window and sneaking in. I just think it's a terrible scene. And I, I don't... I think Keanu Reeves is already invested in this. I don't think it really changes anything. It's well, he 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 almost wasn't upset enough. Yeah, that man didn't even mourn. His, I, he's like, ah, oh, he died. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still gonna like, try oh, to. Like, oh, I'm still. Oh, darn, Harry. Yeah, you're right. It, it, that, yeah, like like ten cups being exploded in in a in a house explosion is a really big deal, and it would have changed the plot of the overall movie, right? Everything. He's not gonna fall in love immediately afterwards. He's mourning, right? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong with it. There's a lot Plus, wrong isn't with Harry that. the like expert bomb like diffuser? Well, yes, and, and the smart, and, and he would he you wouldn't have think he would have checked out the house first to see if maybe there was a bomb there. Well, and, and I feel like it's I feel like they I feel like they kind of alluded that he's a like a career desk job now. After his injury? injury, that was my other yeah. thing. I was like all of a sudden he's leading the charge. Like I don't think it works that way. Like there's a moment early on in the movie where it seems like Jeff Daniels is really pissed off at Keanu Reeves because he's at a desk. Because job he's now. been stuck. He's now stuck behind the desk. Nope. Yeah. He gets to walk in and uh, blow himself. He gets, he gets to run point on the SWAT raid. Of he can the defuse any bomb. Suspect. But when he runs point on the SWAT raid, he'll miss anything that's planted. <laughs> But that's it. Terrible. So that scene I hate. Everything else I'm kind of okay with. What about you, Nico? So I agree. There was a New York Times article where the columnist criticized that 
when Keanu's in the Jaguar chasing the bus, why didn't he just shoot the tires before the bus hit 50 degrees and activated the bomb? That was and a Jan midnight Debont, pondering of mine. <laughs> and Jan DeBont said the same thing, like, wow, I never thought of that. You know, just like... <laughs> For sure. This That's is, awesome. It feels I like there would have been a lot of ways to stop that bus. Yeah. I, I have a pondering about something similar to that. I that was that was one of my ponderings. I, I did think about something late night over this. Yeah, something kept you up past midnight? Oh yes, we will get into it momentarily. <laughs> there's a lot, I mean there's so much good that outweighs the bad, that's why I don't want to... Yeah, I mean it's, be... a, it's a cheesy summer action movie. So Let me ask you, you this on what worked and what didn't. So in the original... Uh, in the original screenplay, there was a there was a lot of uh, character work with all of the people on the bus, and they all had big backstories because it didn't have that beginning scene and that ending scene. You learn a lot about like the they they kind of become this like family on the bus, and you kind of learn their backstory. And like at first, they all kind of like hate each other and are arguing, and then they all kind of come together. And all of that was taken out. And in the oral in oral history of this film all the actors were kind of pissed about that because it kind of like they were regulated to just cheerleaders for Sandra and um, Keanu. Would that have been better? Or is it good that they cut that and they added two more action scenes? I think it's better. I think it works just fine the way they did it. Yeah, I got no complaints there. I really hate that bus jump though. That's that's how I'm going to conclude this. It's so bad. Yeah, the bus jump's wackadoo. I'm with you. And it's good the that same. the... It's good that the bus jump is almost in the middle of the movie because you can forget it because of right. a lot of the other good. So it's forget it's easily forgettable, thankfully. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, moving on. Career Corner. Who are we talking about this week, Mark? Oh, I want to spend just a second or two talking about Sandra Bullock. Obviously, it's going to be more than a second or two. But this was her standout movie. And some of us met Sandra Bullock in her small role in Demolition Man in 1993. But less than a year later, the whole world sees her as Annie Potter in Speed. And she parlays that role into a $200 million career. So, and let's keep in mind, 20th century, she owes, she owes her career to Jan DeBont because he, he stuck up for her. He, 20th Century Fox didn't want her in this movie and, because they didn't have faith in Keanu Reeves. So they wanted, a, they wanted a star alongside Keanu Reeves, and he refused. And so they finally gave in two damn weeks before they started shooting for this movie. Wow. She didn't even find out she had this part until two weeks before this movie. So she learns to drive a bus for the movie. Of course she does. Passing her test on her first attempt. So I'm curious, which I could not find this info, does she learn to drive the bus in those two weeks? Or was she so invested in this part that she learned to drive the bus long before? My guess would be long before. Um, her chemistry, I think we, well, we already mentioned, but both actors, they've admitted in recent years that they had crushes on each other while making the movie and neither of them knew the other one was crushing. And funny, funny note here while filming Demolition Man, you remember Rob Schneider in that movie? So she became really good friends with Sandra Bullock in that movie. And he, upon hearing that she was telling him, oh, I'm doing this movie or I'm this bus movie and he remembers telling her that it would never succeed at the box office. <laughs> Rob <laughs> and Schneider, everybody. And he, he laughs to this day about it because they're friends and he could, could not have been possibly more wrong. <laughs> and then the we had a note that Halle Berry wanted, she turned down this role of Annie, but she's also been on record saying that she's really happy that she did because it would have never been a huge hit for her the way it was for Sandra Bullock. And the she oh, I'm going to end my little notes here with Bullock because I don't want to bore everybody to death here with Sandra Bullock trivia. But she tried to produce a film based on I put this note in here for you, Jeff. She tried to produce Million Dollar Baby. Oh, wow. But she could never get interest from the studios in a female boxing drama. But yet. But then when a male, when an old, when an old white male decides that he wants to produce it, they're all bought in. She's she's a huge she's a huge uh, megastar. She was the number one actress in the world for a huge chunk of time, probably ten years or so. Oh, ten years, number one in the world. I'm, I'm, that's just that's debatable. But uh, well, here ahead. we go. Perfect. Because speaking of that, 
I had, uh, uh, off the cuff, I wanted to ask both of you guys this because I knew we were talking about Sandra this week. Rank these four actresses' careers um, by who's had the best career. Sandra Bullock, Reese Witherspoon, Julia Roberts, Meg Ryan. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, number one. Easy. I don't even have to think. That's easy, number one. Okay. Reese Witherspoon, too. Number two is Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's still doing it, and she's still producing, too. She's got her own production company, is that right? Yeah, oh yeah. I believe that, she, that she's produces female, she's female empowered films. Is Sandra the worst of them? Does Sandra beat out Meg, or is she the worst of that group? No, yeah, I think, she, San, I think, she San, San, I think Sandra beats out Meg. Right. I think so, too. But okay. I, I think this movie is really important, because we saw her in Demolition Man, very tiny role. We saw her, in, more importantly, as a starring role in Love Potion Number no. 9. But she just Nobody saw like, Love Potion Number no. 9, though. I never yeah. saw oh, it either. What are you talking about? I saw it did you not have HBO as a kid? It was on like monthly. <laughs> yes, I, I know, I but I always watched. A, a kid, I always so. watched a million to one, and I always I skipped Love Potion Number Nine. <laughs> you skipped Love Potion Number Nine for a million to one. That cracks me the fuck up. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! But no, I, I, I brought that. Would, I knew you would know a million to one. I brought that up because <laughs> I brought that up because often it doesn't feel like Sandra Bullock's included with those like level of actresses. But if you look at her career, she really. I agree with you. I, I ranked it Reese, Julia, then Sandra. Uh, but she, but regardless, I don't need to debate it, but she really, like... No, she just... She, I, when she I say, hangs in there. She hangs... When I say she was on top of the world for a decade, I just mean she, like, she just I agree. commanded she it. Was sal- just, like, commanded it sal- salary-wise. I, like, I don't I think... She, I think she might be on the female Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Jeff. Um, wh- one thing I'll say is that A Time to Kill right after this was great, but... She 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 was way like a, this made her a leading lady. That's the way I'll put it. it officially stamped her the leading lady status. She was beautiful in this movie too, like physically beautiful and so cute. And she wasn't necessarily in Love Potion Number Nine, definitely in Demolition Man, but definitely like a coming out party for her acting career for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I mean, she's got huge movies. I... Her blockbuster, like she doesn't have maybe like the the critical love that I mean she's great in the Blind Side, won an Oscar. She doesn't maybe have the critical love that a lot of actresses do, but she def she definitely has the box office. She, she is a great. box office star, and she had a great '90s too. I'm looking at it right now. A Time to Kill, great. Yep. Hope floats, decent, right? Practical yeah. Magic, I like that movie. I, people I do still too. talk about it. My wife close. loves that movie. Yeah, uh, Practical uh, Magic. I, I like that yeah, movie too. people still talk about it. Yeah. 26 Days or what? I, or is it 26 Days? I love that movie. Hope Floats was made by Forrest Whitaker. He's the one that introduced her for her Oscar winning performance in The Blind. Miss Congeniality. Like, she... She does well. The Proposal? She's very good. In, she looks great in The Proposal, by the way, for whatever. Nah. <laughs> well, anyways... Long story short, long story short, she's got she's got speed to thank for all of it. And she's got she's got Jan DeBont to thank for all, all right. of it. Right. And I've got another career corner for you. This might be Dennis Hopper's last good movie. I'm looking at it right now too, and I'm just like, this was the last thing that he was good. Nick, go ahead. Medal it up. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna go Jeff Daniels bronze, Sandra Bullock silver, Keanu Reeves gold. And this for obvious reasons that we've already talked about. I can dig it. Mark? I'm going Sandra Bullock bronze, Dennis Hopper silver, and Keanu Reeves gold. All right. I went I went all of uh I went honorable mention to Graham Yost the writer because I just think this was a very clever idea and the premise is really like what pushes the movie. Thank Bro- God for Josh Whedon though. Bron- he's oh my god. That's why he didn't get a medal. That's why he didn't get a medal. Is it <laughs> I don't know who to give it credit to. Maybe I should have made honorable mention to Joss Whedon. Well, no, mostly the premise is why I was given it. No, credit. exactly. No, he definitely but came up with the premise. And you're Dennis, right, it worked. So. Dennis Hopper Bronze uh, plays just a great villain. Keanu Reeves is good in this movie, man. He's, I always, his acting, uh, but he's just, he's, he's, the screen loves him. The camera loves him. He's awesome in this film. Silver medal. Gold medal goes to Sandra Bullock. She's the heart and soul of this movie. She's the everyman. She's, when you're watching this movie, you're not putting yourself in the position as of uh, Jack as much as you are Annie, the bus driver. Wow, you love and the Wildcat. Such oh, the Wildcat. <laughs> a cool. It's such a cool role because a lot of these everyman roles in movies, like we'll go John McClane. Even it's really not like most of us couldn't do that, but. It kind of, besides this ridiculous, stupid bus... Wait a bus second. You're telling me you can tie jump. a fire hose around your waist and jump off of the roof of a building? Exactly. 
But I do think if the driver got shot and I had to keep the bus over 50 miles an hour, <laughs> that I could maybe do it. Um, I think only if and there was I, no I, I would definitely returns. fall in love with Keanu Reeves <laughs> afterwards. So like, it totally makes sense. Um, all if right. You're gonna, if you're gonna give that much love to Sandra, I was trying to speed through this Meadows thing. I got to give it out more to Keanu than I. I think he's the perfect action star in this. That's why he, he is. I'm gold. with you, Nico. He's a gold medal. Jeff's just on the Sandra I mean, love fest. Uh, I mean, we're well, checking. You gotta be able to. I, I have a hard time giving golds to people that don't, can't act. No, uh, the can't. the '90s was. The 90s action star was full of bulky people like Sylvester Stallone and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think I pers- I think Keanu was the perfect action star. I also like him better. We talk- I talked about The Rock earlier and Bad Boys. I love how not overdone he was. I so felt if Will like- Smith is in this movie, like, like Ma- well, he might have been too young at that point, but let's say he wasn't. Like Independence Day Will Smith, you don't think it's just as good a movie? No. I think that the characters are overdone in a lot of those. Oh, man. I think he is too. I think He's almost a great any action star. star could do it. And this was somewhat of a breaking out party with him too. I kind of want to see the Nick break. Cage version because I want to see him like react to the cans and the crazy. It wouldn't be better, but Nick Cage, his crazy reactions would have been funny to watch. <laughs> I just, I, um, I just, I just got a mental image. I started laughing. <laughs> but Annie, so like she's she's both sexy and kind of the everyday woman, perfect package. And she's the reason you're invested as an audience member. So I'm going to go back to Fox not believing that Keanu Reeves could sell this movie. And Keanu Reeves sold this movie. He was an action Sandra star Bullock, Sandra Bullock did not sell this movie. Keanu yeah. Reeves is... Die Hard on a movie. Bus sells this movie. Nobody tuned no, but, in because of either Reeves, one of those two, to be honest with you. They wanted Keanu to see Reeves, a bomb on a bus not go off. Keanu Reeves helped make this movie make $350 million more than Sandra Agreed. Bullock. I totally agree. Um, I think the premise did. And no, maybe the OJ. Agree. And you know what? It, it might be underrated that it, they did. Maybe the marketing department has a lot to do with it. The fact they released it a week after the OJ chase. I think America might have been up for a little bit of uh, high-speed chases on an L.A. freeway. I, I disagree. I think that had nothing to do. This movie would have been a massive hit regardless of when it was released. Re- release, times are, oh, release times are big. You put it next to... Because they get momentum. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about speed. You put it up next to True Lies. Everybody sees True Lies instead of speed. The next week, everybody's talking about True Lies, not about speed. I, I actually think you're completely overselling disagree. the OJ moment. I think you're overselling, uh, you, you the, are OJ overselling the OJ Everybody moment. Everybody watch that. That's oh, like, hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. I think you're overselling the OJ moment and underselling the fact that they believed in speed a little bit more because of what they saw from test audiences. Right. So they see test audiences, and what do they see? They see people going to the bathroom, but they're walking backwards because Correct. they're trying not to miss anything in this movie. And that's when producers knew they might be on to something. And that's part of the reason why they moved it to the front of their summer slate in June. But it's also because they knew True Lies was coming at the end. And they knew True Lies was Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron. And nobody wanted to go up against that. Why would you? They're coming off a T. They're coming off a T2. Of course it's going to be a home run. And so... The difference being, True Lies probably cost a hundred plus million to make. But the reason only, you're right, Speed te- only costs thirty. You're right million. on the test audience. You're right on the test audience point, Mark. But the re- so the reason maybe they go to it in the first place. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe they go to it in the first place because Keanu. But the reason they don't want to miss a moment, not go to the bathroom, is they want to know what happens to Annie, the bus driver. Oh, man. She's the one they all buy in. You're crazy. You're, you're crazy. Just, what time is it? We gotta get out of this What time us, is it? You got any midnight ponderings? I'm Let's pulling. I'm midnight. pulling his mic away right now. Go for the pondering. That kind of a kind of a bad partner. First, he shoots Harry and cripples him. After he has the bright idea to chase the terrorist without backup, then he eventually gets him blown up. Uh, well, Harry told him. Harry told him to. To, to, to do it. He did. To shoot him. And Jack told Harry to be careful. And Harry clearly did not listen because Harry, he it, thought it was a good yeah. idea to open the window. And Maybe Harry's the shitty the partner. That's a good point. That's yeah, a good I think point. Harry's, I think Jeff Daniels failed on his own. Mark, you're <laughs> the, yeah, go have, ahead. Couldn't we have contacted bus dispatch and dispatch reach the driver to let him know to keep his ass above 50 if he's above 50 and if he's below 50 to pull the shit over? Um... Bus dispatch worked back then. I know cell phones weren't necessarily a huge thing, even though they kind of made them a big tool in this movie. But the... Yeah, that's the only midnight pondering I had, though. It is, was, I got one for you, Mark. 
is being able to drive over 50 miles an hour for an extended period of time. You're from LA. Um, for an extended period of time in LA, realistic at all? <laughs> at, at that time of day? Impossible. Would, would they have even got up to 50? Maybe they would have no, been fine. No, ne- I don't think they ever get up to 50, to be honest, at that time of day. That's another under. That's another under. Uh, undervalued element of this movie is we get that elevator scene, and then all of a sudden the rest of the movie all takes place within one day, and I like that. Nick, any nope. midnight pondries? Nope. What about things we've missed, Nico? Yeah, there's a lot, man. You guys nailed a lot of them. I just started deleting them as he went as he went through it. You guys did good. Uh, the original speed of the bomb was 20 miles per hour. Did you see that? No, they wanted the so the once the bus went above twenty, it would. Actually... So they have been to LA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, originally, the bus was going to circle Dodger Stadium, not LAX, before blowing up the Hollywood sign. God, what would that have cost? That's probably because they ran out of money, which is another things you may have missed. Yeah, so we did. actually oh, yeah. ran out of money. They did run out of money, and they had to use storyboards for the subway scenes. Which the test audiences said, oh yeah, that will be awesome. And they said, okay, go shoot. So I was all ready to make fun of this movie because I've never in my like lifetime remembered the Arizona Wildcats being good at football. They're often good at basketball. I looked it up. The 1992 Arizona Wildcats were 10-2 and two and finished ranked ninth in the country. Wow. So they do have a damn good football team. Okay, well, this one's good. I got, I'm going to uppercut you with this one. Originally, Harry was supposed to be the bad guy. And that didn't change till one month before production. That's why when, they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, you just realized it was not it wasn't believable. But Jeff was, Daniels? Jeff Daniels was gonna be the bad guy. Yeah, but what's crazy is this movie had already been green lit with him as the bad guy. Like, how the fuck does this happen, right? They're like, Sounds good to me, one of the cops is the bad guy, let's wrap it up. We got ourselves And then we a, let Sandra Bullock know two weeks before they start shooting. How I does know. this shit even work? <laughs> Who the fuck is in charge, right? Yeah, Jesus, I mean, well, the guy's only directed five movies. Yeah. Maybe that's part of... Maybe it's keeping a, things on budget is uh, part of getting work in Hollywood. Mark, yeah. Mark, it's the same guy that greenlit Speed too. Let's put it that that's way. True. I mean, how many times did John McTiernan call the producers and bail out Jan DeMont? The, trust me, guys. He knows what he's doing. This is my guy, all right? He's got a weird approach, all right? Just trust the process. <laughs> I got a good one. Pr- I got a good one uh, you may have missed. Um... Did you see, Mark, that Quentin Tarantino was offered to direct this movie? I and did see it's that. It's a decision that he deep, when turning it down, he was offered after John McIntyre or McTiernan. And when turning it down, it's one of his biggest regrets. He considers it one of the best movies he's seen between 1994 and 2009. Yeah, Mark, one of his 20 favorite films from that time. How much do you want to see the Quentin Tarantino directed version of Speed? I like oh I love this version, but how much would you like to see this the, the Tarantino directed version? I don't I know it's not even that I want to see it. I don't want to see it. But when I saw this trivia tidbit, I love the fact that Tarantino loves this movie. So that's what I loved about it. So. See, I don't really want to see this movie remade, but the one exception would be I'd be okay with Tarantino remaking it because he would do it completely his own way, and everything he does is so clever. Nico, what else did we miss? Jan DeBont meant Keanu cut his hair. He didn't want people to think Bill and Ted anymore. He wanted to recreate him as an actor, which was actually a move that paid off big time. So, uh, Keanu Reeves dealt with the loss of River Phoenix, who was his close friend during the filming of this. I saw that. Yeah. DeBont they had to reschedule had... a lot of the shoots. Right. He rescheduled he a lot grieving. of his shooting scenes. The early, yeah, easier scenes. Yeah. Did you guys see the highway scenes? What happened? So anytime they had to do a reshot on the highway scene, all the cars had to return to their starting mark. And it was a logistical nightmare. Just the idea of that, I don't even know how that works. Does just everybody go in reverse at the same time, like five miles an wow. hour? Like, You're right. <laughs> oh, God. I, don't even, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but Nicholson and De Niro were both considered for Howard Payne. I found that pretty interesting. They, they yeah, I saw that. swung for the fences on that one. Uh, Twelve buses were used in the filming of this movie. And the producers paid the owner of Payne's house $5,000 to blow it up. And then they rebuilt it afterwards. I thought that was super cool. Who does that? If the studio knocks on your door and be like, hey, we're going to blow up your house. We're going to pay you five grand, and then we're going to build it all over again. How many people would say yes? Um, I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got. Final thoughts, Jeff? Uh, it was super fun revisiting this movie. Yeah, I think that... Uh, 
I think Mark was right earlier when he said that it reminds me of being a kid. And I agree with you too that seeing it three times in the theater that just doesn't happen anymore. I can th- I think Avatar I saw in the theater four times, but in the last decade since, not many. I know the Social Network and the Fighter, but the fact that you it it just still holds up. It and, held up better than I thought it was going to. I hadn't seen yeah. it for a while, and I was wondering if it was going to be cheesy or whatever. And really, the bus jump is really the only cheesy scene in that movie. Yeah. And I just appreciate it so much, and it just makes me appreciate Keanu so much, and all he's done since then. You know, this is and Sandra as well. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not a Sandra fan at all. I'm. T- I'm this is my closing <laughs> statement, Jeff. Don't take it away from me. Throwing in Sandra and Tarantino. Get out of here. I'm meeting your mic. Uh, I mean, Keanu's still. I, I ran into a Netflix movie like two years ago. Did you ever see Knock Knock? And he's just still doing it at the highest level. Knock Knock. I mean, he is literally. I, I'm gonna I like Knock Knock. He, he's essentially the Tom Brady of Hollywood, if you ask me, right? I mean, he's doing John Wick 3, and he's like 57 years old. I mean, that's amazing. We're going to John Wick parties you might in 2021. Over, you might be overshooting a little there. But he's, he, has, uh, he makes great choices, and his movies are always fun. 2021 John Wick When's parties. he winning the Mark? Oscar, Nick? When's, when's walk, when is, when is uh, your boy Keanu going to win the Oscar? I don't care about awards. Are you kidding me? Look at his resume. <laughs> Get out of here. You've been muted. Mark? He's going he's gonna to get a career achievement one. Yeah. Someday, Jeff. That's what he's going to get. But, uh, and it'll be well-deserved, damn it. Stop hating on Keanu Reeves for crying yeah. out loud. Anyways, did you guys even like Dracula, by the way? You were kind of hating on it earlier, but... Uh, I did not like that movie either. I don't think so either, and I was just recently looking it up, and surprisingly, it's highly rated. And forgetfully, Francis Ford Coppola made that movie, which yeah. I completely forgot. But anyways, I know we made mention of that movie, so I wanted to get a tidbit back in on Dracula. But uh, my final thoughts on Speed. I love this movie. It reminds me exactly of my childhood, like you said. And I'm glad you circled back to that, Nico, because it's right here in my notes to circle back to my summer as a kid when life was simpler. (laughs) Totally. And going to the movies was the best highlight of the damn week. And... This was one of them, and it was a standout movie for me as a kid, and it was such a great revisit, and I really loved all, right from the get-go, right when we got into that elevator, I was like, oh yeah, the elevator scene, and then right when the bus blew up that I mentioned as my favorite scene, oh yeah, I forgot he blew up that bus, (laughs) and it's just like every little moment, I was just, it was just fun, it was fun down memory lane, and I'm glad we chose speed, so hopefully everybody enjoyed our visit with speed and go watch it again yourself keanu and sandra and dennis hopper do a great job jeff daniels as well sorry jeff didn't mean to leave you out but uh on behalf of jeff and nick we appreciate you listening to another episode of movie tales and we will see you again soon thanks everybody